Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Catitude. This is your show host, Michelle Fern. I have to tell you, I've been so excited about today's show. We're going to talk all about Sphinx cats, and we're going to talk to the pet parents of, I think they have like a whole family of Sphinx cats, and they have a very popular following on Instagram. They're gorgeous, and talk about the uniqueness of the Sphinx cat. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome AJ and Sarah to Catitude. Welcome, guys. Hi. Thanks so much for having us. I want to tell you, I've been following, it's your Instagram is at thisisrosykitty for a while. And I think she's adorable. She's a Sphinx cat. And for everybody listening, if you don't know, although if you're listening to Catitude, you love cats, you should. Sphinx cats are hairless. There was something on one of your stories in Instagram where someone had this negative comment and you had written a reply. And I thought, wow, this would be great to have you on the show because I don't know how they could say that about Rosie. And I don't know. I was just so annoyed. I'm speechless, I, which is rare. It was upsetting to me, so I can't even imagine how you felt. And then I want to tell you, I have an adoration for Sphinx cats. I think they are incredible. I had one guest on the show quite a while ago. I am Mojo. He's a cat rapper, and he has about three or four Sphinx cats. So I talked with him a little bit. I don't know a lot about them. I want one. To me, they look like magical creatures. They don't look like they're like a cat. Like I'd have to see them do cat things to say, oh, yeah, they're really a cat. You know, they're kind of in my head on the same realm as unicorns, which is bizarre. They are partly, I mean, magical. That's a perfect way to describe them. And, and honestly, just like a unicorn, it's one of those things that, you know, you might see in fantasy or portrayed on TV. And until you meet one in real life, it is absolutely life changing. There's really no other way to put how much having Sphinx cats has changed our lives. I mean, mainly, you know, mainly AJ's life. Actually, AJ was the one who several years ago, you know, she came to me and she used to do a lot of volunteer work at our local humane society. And just there was something about cats that AJ really connected to, right? Mm -hmm. And funny enough, it was always the senior cats or the cats that had special needs. And unfortunately, you know, at the time, we've 
She's got a younger sister and we've got a rescue golden retriever who's a little bit older. So there was never really a right fit. You know, a lot of the cats that AJ fell in love with, they needed to be the only pet in the home. And so, you know, one day AJ came to me and she said, Mom, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really wanting to add a cat to our family. And, you know, at the time I said, well, it has to fit our family. You know, I just, it would be really hard to introduce a cat that say needed to be the only cat in the family. And, and I said, listen, you know, if you do a little bit of research and, you know, maybe find there's a specific type of cat, you know, we can reach out to the other shelters and, and really see what, what works. And so, so AJ did some research and came across Sphinx cats. And to be honest, when she first came to, you know, me and her dad and said, okay, guys, you know, I've, I've done a lot of research and Sphinx cats. I mean, the truth was at first I thought, oh, well. Well, the thing is, they're not only hairless, they have other unique features. They have like bulgy eyes, their ears are like Yoda, right? They're like yes. big, large ears. It's large, exaggerated features that are, and you know, unfortunately, in the media, they have been portrayed as the evil and the villains and mean. And, you know, think about the Friends episode where Rachel, she got a Sphinx cat and, every, and you know, Joey says, oh, that's inside out. That's not a cat. And what happens in the end of the episode? The cat, you know, is mean and it scratches her up and she has to go find another home for it. And, and unfortunately, other than that, what other media portrayals have there been? I mean, there's been Mr. Bigglesworth and Austin Powers, and he was the evil villains, you know, sidekick pet. And that's a hard, hard thing to, you know, when that's all you see. So when AJ first said it to me, I mean, my gut reaction was really, I mean, are you sure that they just maybe not, you know, might not be as friendly and a good fit for our family. And AJ, AJ had actually put together a <laughs> whole entire PowerPoint presentation. Oh my and gosh. And all that stuff. Oh, yes. Diagrams yes. And- diag- I mean, a full research analysis. And, and I promised, you know, her dad and I promised and I said, I promise to keep an open mind. You know, if, if you really put this time and effort and I trust, you know, what you come up with, then of course, we will openly listen to what you have to say. And honestly, it was like AJ had just dug up this gold treasure chest of information that completely changed my mind. I mean, what AJ came to me and said, you know, was pretty much like Sphinx cats are really sweet cats. And they're very social. And even though they require a lot of care, they're not like other cats that other cats may want to just hide under the bed and not come out. These cats are They want to be with you and they want your attention and they're very, very sweet. Right. And, you know, and I I said, listen, okay, if you really put in the work and and I promise. And so it just almost started this ball rolling. And and really, I think what I want to be the main focus of people knowing about Sphinx Cats is, you know, you have these people. And this is the thing is, I know I had this one comment and I almost never respond to negative comments just because... I get so many of them. Well, let's tell people, first of all, before we get into the comments, you, so you adopted your first Sphinx cat was Ollie. Correct. And then you had, I know you had Snowy, which was a furry cat that unfortunately passed away. Yeah, we got her from the shelter and she was only with us for about four months. And unfortunately, 
you know, when we went back to the shelter, we had found out a couple of her siblings, you know, hadn't made it as well. So we just think it was a genetic. Probably, yeah, nothing you could do, unfortunately. And then you went and adopted Rosie. So Ollie is gray colored and Rosie is pink. She is. Yes, exactly. She's considered a, a pink sphinx. Yes. And then Poppy is the baby of Ollie and Rosie. Correct. Okay. <laughs> and we, we also have Figgy. Okay. So you have three now. We have four. <laughs> four? Yes. I want one. I have five, but they all have hair and I want I want one. That's going to be some, one of my projects here. So <laughs> we have a whole family. Okay. So now let's talk about dispelling some of these myths. Now, I know that they are very social and very sweet cats, which would kind of, I have a Maine Coon who's kind of like a dog, they say the dog of cats, because he's very sweet and, and um, approachable and everything. But my other cats are not. They're like really have the cat personality. Mm-hmm. So I love a Sphinx cat because from what I understand, their personalities are just wonderful. Yes. <laughs> Tell us now about that comment that uh, you were talking about earlier. Sure. Well, uh, originally I'll say that as Rosie Kitty has gotten bigger, it was originally started AJ just as a gift for her from her dad and I, we got her a backpack with Ollie's picture on it. So when she went to school, you know, she could sort of have her baby with her always. And truthfully, there was a couple times when she was bullied by other students, you know, making fun. Ooh, you've got that ugly cat. And you know, she would come home and say, Mom, you know, people do say stuff about my backpack with Ollie's picture on it. But you know, I just say, well, if you guys met him, he will change your life. Because I feel like that's how it is a lot of times is people look at them and they're just like, you know, that looks like a not nice cat. But if you really meet one in person, it's just, it really is magical. There's so much more than what they seem. Right. And so I said, listen, you know, I just wanted to, for fun, start putting photos up of the cats because I thought there's got to be more people out there who we can show, right? That we can show that it's more than this just different appearance and maybe different to what you think. And so as, as it's gotten you know, a little bit bigger over time. Wait, wait, it's huge. (laughs) 85,000, more than 85,000 followers. That's huge. I mean, you haven't written a book, you know, you don't have a book out. You don't have another, (laughs) you know, a TV show or something. Rosie is not shown in any weird, I'm just saying there's, there's no, other right. sites that are a little R-rated. You're not R-rated, yeah. obviously, right. you know? So for 85,000, that's huge. That's huge, huge, huge. Yeah. And, and I just, I really, I initially wanted to do it just to show AJ, listen, you know, they are beautiful and loving and amazing to us. And maybe there are people out there that maybe thought that I did, you know, and maybe thought, well, they're kind of strange and different looking, but then they see the videos and the photos. And then it's like, wait, maybe they're not, maybe that's not how they are in person. And, you know, as it's gotten bigger and it's been, you know, cats of Instagram features and whenever that gets featured, it's, you know, a slew, just a slew of horrible comments. And actually Instagram featured one of her reels and it was like the floodgates unleashed a I mean, I can't even repeat some of the comments. It was so terrifying. 
I can't even believe that. I'm hearing you and and I don't doubt you at all. Right. I don't read my comments on my podcast. I remember one somebody wrote and they said, I sound like my voice is dry or something. I mean, yeah. my voice is my voice. I can't change right. my voice. <laughs> exactly. what can you, you know, but I can't believe that. But I can believe, you know. I, right. And it's honestly, you know, the majority, because think about Instagram, right? It reaches everybody, everybody and, and anybody in all parts of the world. And, and for the most part, I would say majority of people still hold on to this unfair perception of Sphinx cats. And just the level of the comment, you know, not even like, ooh, ugly, just truly, truly disturbing comments. And of course, you know, I'm not reading through them. It's just and I don't even have notifications turned on for Instagram. But it's like when you log on, that's kind of what floods you know, when you're logging on. And um, obviously, I, I talked to AJ about all of this. And I went to her and I'm super upset. And you know, and she's just like, you know, mom, you can't make everybody, you know, you can't you can't let these people who just they can't let go of the idea that Sphinx cats are mean cats just bother you because even though it may upset you, that is just the way that they think. And sometimes no matter what you do, you just can't change their opinion. As long as you know that Sphinx cats are amazing and that they changed our lives, it shouldn't matter what anybody else thinks. (laughs) You are very wise. I mean, she is literally whenever I get super upset about some of these comments and And most recent, it was this one comment and this person went through on a couple different of the posts and ooh, ugly, they look sick, ooh, gross. And I, you know, and again, I rarely, if ever, comment back, but it struck me because this person's profile photo was of them and their dog. And I thought to myself, okay, well, you know, you're hugging your dog in this photo. And obviously, you know, I don't know, maybe it's your dog or another dog that you're close to, but you have a pet that you care about. And it was so hard because I thought, well, just because your pet looks like a, you know, normal dog, now you're going through and picking apart, you know, Rosie and our kitties that literally mean the world to us. And for what? Because you have a dog that looks like, you know, normal dog. It's like just kind of strange that sometimes people don't understand that there's a real person behind the profile and the account with real pets that mean a lot to them. So I just, you know, I thought to myself, okay, well, I never respond. And, and <laughs> you know, my AJ always says, you know, okay, mom, you know, they'll just there's tell- a lot of strange things out there. <laughs> right. But you know what? Today we're dispelling a lot of that. And we're going to talk more about your Sphinx family after this break. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Michelle Fern here, your host on Best Buds for Pets and Catitude. Ben and Jerry's has frozen treats for dogs. I know Nikki is going to love this. He loves a frozen treat. They have two different flavors. One is Punch's Mix, which is peanut butter and pretzel. And the other one is Rosie's Batch, which is pumpkin and mini cookies. You know, I kind of like both of those flavors too, but my absolute favorite is fish food. Anything Ben and Jerry's is always fabulous because the quality is so good and their mixes are so delicious. Be sure to check out more about these frozen dog desserts as well as pictures of all the caniners at the Ben and Jerry's Vermont office at benjerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y dot com. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to AJ and Sarah about their Sphinx cats. And we were just talking about, you know, the negative comments and this and that. You know, I kind of think people, there's a lot of, unfortunately, ignorant people out there. And the best thing to do is educate, right? If people are ignorant, you educate them. And so that's what I want to do kind of in the second part of our show, because we were talking about the different personality of Sphinx cats. I know that they're very, they're very sweet. They're very cuddly. They're very social. Are they talkative? Oh, yes. They, are. <laughs> they love to meow to get your attention. Yes. If you actually look, I did a post a couple of days ago where I'm, Rosie and I literally have conversations with each other. She is extremely vocal and talkative and they all have their own different personalities. Of course, you having five cats, I'm sure you know, they all are their own unique individuals. But I think the best way if if I had to sum it up, it's almost a cross between a cat, a dog, a parrot, and a monkey. That's really the best you know, they're Oh, wow. They are very inquisitive, like a cat, like a dog, they're very loyal. And that's the thing is, we do not ever leave them home alone. I, I would never, ever, ever, ever suggest to somebody who, you know, say, travels a lot or works out of the home. I mean, they need to be around their humans and other pets. They don't do well, you know, solitary because Mm -hmm. they just, that would be heartbreaking. They really need that, that social and that family bond. And they are like monkeys because they get into everything. They are very (laughs) smart, so much so that they will watch what you do. You know, say we (laughs) go to put their food in a place, you know, and they know where we put the food. So we see them pawing at the cabinet later trying to get the food. (laughs) That's funny. Dennis does that. He um, he finds a way to get things and open things. And that's, he's my main coon or part main coon. Oh, okay. Yes. Very, very intelligent. And then like a parrot, extremely talkative. They love to have conversations with you, with each other, with our dog, Lucy, you know, they just all the time are talkative. Um, It's important to know that, yes, they do not have fur. You also said that they're a little more high maintenance than other cats. So I wanted to ask why. And then the only thing I think that would make me that I'd miss is I like furry tails on Mm -hmm. pets. Like my dogs that I've had have always had furry tails. Mm -hmm. So that would be something to get used to. Not a bad thing, just to get used to it. Because obviously their tail is hairless. The whole, they're all hairless. I thought the exact same thing, but honestly, the best way to describe what Rosie feels like is a warm peach. It's like this warm (laughs) way. It is the most fabulous feeling. And so when you just have a bad day or you're feeling down and, and I'm telling you, if you wear sweatshirts or sweaters, I mean, they will curl just right up inside your sweat. And it's like the best, you just can't beat that feeling. Like nothing beats the feeling of a warm sphinx. Just, it's amazing. That should be a t-shirt or something. <laughs> it, it really, it really, it's, it's like strange to say, but it is like the best feeling when you're sitting, you know, I'll be sitting and working and I 
have on a sweatshirt and Rosie. And I mean, she tucks herself up in my sweatshirt and I'm just sitting there and, you know, then my husband will say, oh, you know, Sarah, can you do this? I said, oh no, I'm sorry. I can't right now. I've got Rosie on my lap. And we all know that that's a valid reason why you can't get up in this house. Like, no, sorry, we've got, we've got the cats on our lap. Can't get up. (laughs) That's so cute. What does the care for them entail? So what happens usually with sphinxes, they produce a lot of oil and which most cats do. Mm -hmm. I'll let AJ because AJ is literally the expert. So which will normally, you know, like smooth down a cat's fur and keep it clean. But with sphinx cats, since they don't have any fur, the oil will just kind of, I guess, clump up in the corners of their skin. And, you know, it can stain furniture. And so you need to bathe them about every week or so because that will help them stay clean and get rid of all that excess oil that their body doesn't need. Right. So it's just about knowing when you get a sphinx. And of course, I thought, oh, well, they don't have hair, so it'll be less fur balls and less grooming, but it's, it's actually more, you know, you have to make sure you keep their nail beds cleaned. Uh, the, the oil will build up in their nail beds and their ears, just anywhere where you see their folds. So making sure, you know, you wipe them down. And like AJ said, we used to bathe them once a week. It's been a little bit cooler with the weather. So now we're stretching it to two to three weeks. Just, you know, I mean, they don't mind baths because we've been (laughs) bathing them since, you know, forever. But it's just, and also knowing to keep, they need it warm. They need to either have sweaters or (laughs) we have more blankets than probably anybody else (laughs) should have, but we have (laughs) blankets and little sweaters for them. And we live actually in a very warm and sunny climate. And so also we do not ever let them, we have a patio area that's out by our pool and it's caged, but we never let them go out in direct sun because they can burn. Um, I I was reading about that, that they do get sunburn and they get outside. I I would also like, I know some people walk their cats. I would never recommend walking a Sphinx cat. And if you want to take them outside to use like a cat stroller or like one of those cat backpacks, but I still recommend keeping them inside. Right. Oh, I mean, I've seen a couple people walk their Sphinxes, but they do have them, Mm -hmm. you know, with sweaters on and and things like that, just just to keep them safe from the elements. I mean, you have to think they don't have that extra layer of protection. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It was just, and it happened back in the 70s. That's how the breed started. It was a genetic mutation. But because they don't have fur, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. It's just you have to be aware that you know, okay, well, they can't go outside in sunlight or else they will burn. <laughs> I mean, and that's exactly tell us one of the funny stories. I want to comment on what I just saw the picture today that you mentioned. Did you know Sphinx cats are part duck because they're, <laughs> they're, uh, Peter webbed and seeing that little video of it was Ollie, Ollie stretching. Uh-huh. Then I thought, Oh yeah, it does look like a cat. He does look like a cat because in right. most of them, like I said, that you're. I think of sphinx cats as like little magical creatures because there's only right. a few of the um, pictures where I think, oh, looks like a cat. It is right. a cat, you know. The mm-hmm. one where I think it's Rosie in the hooded. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who it is. One's wearing a little like hooded sweatshirt. Yes. Little, it was just posted. Just adorable. Yeah. Thank you. Tell us a funny story about something they did recently. Oh boy, huh? there's 
Well, so they love, and I will say, this is one of the cutest things. They love Lucy, our golden retriever. We rescued her when she was about 10 months old. So she was a, you know, a big, big dog. And we've had her for yeah eight years now. So she's, you know, getting a little up there, um, up there in age, not as spry as she once was, but all the cats adore her. <laughs> I mean, they look at Lucy with the biggest heart eyes and just absolutely love her. So what is really funny is Lucy will want to curl up next to us, you know, the humans. And so Lucy goes to lay down and, you know, she's laying in her bed and all of a sudden Ollie will creep by <laughs> and he, you know, he meows very softly not to wake her up. And he starts rubbing his head all over her and tries to curl up on her. And Lucy just looks up at us like, what, what is this? What is he doing? And then, you know, a couple minutes later, you'll have Rosie just, just very slowly and they do it very slowly. You know, they don't want to get caught very slowly walk by Lucy and kind of sniff her nose and sniff her head. And, and Lucy just lays there like, why do they love me? So (laughs) it's like, like, you know, you just want to hear what Lucy's thinking. They're all like, Lucy, we love you. And she's probably like, oh my gosh, guys, I just want to lay down. (laughs) Instead of having cats all over her. Right. Yeah. Well, I love that you rescued all of your stinks are rescues. Well, Ollie and, and Rosie were just off of uh, classifieds. We wanted to, to go through our Humane Society. Chances of a Sphinx cat coming through in Humane Society is very highly unlikely. And if they do come through, they usually get adopted in minutes. Yeah, it's, it's very, very rare. I mean, we went pretty much up and down our state calling shelters and things like that. And again, that is not, it's not to say there aren't. It's just, again, knowing that the Sphinx breed is higher maintenance and, you know, people might think, oh, these are cool cats and they look so cool. And I, and I want one because, you know, oh, it'll make me look cool. And it's more than that. You know, you have to say, well, am, can I really give them the attention they need? And can I really commit? Because it is a huge commitment to take care of an animal that that does need more. Right. It's like a Sphinx cat is more than just a, an accessory. They're really something you need to pay a lot of attention to and put a lot of care and time into caring for. Right. It's it's not just some, like AJ said, not an accessory to make you look cool. It's a part of your family and you have to, you know, make sure that you are committed and knowing that can I realistically spend the time and again, you know, not leave them for days on end and think, oh, they'll be fine because they, they won't. You, you really just need to make sure that before adding a Sphinx to your family that you do research and, and say, okay, can I run through the checklist and say, am I going to be able to keep up with their grooming? And, and they do eat considerably more than average cats do because they have to keep up their metabolism to keep themselves warm. So now you're talking, can I afford to buy, you know, <laughs> a lot of food and my cats eat like pigs. So okay, so yeah, you know that's. It almost sounds like when you describe sphinx cats, like you said, they're the crosses. They sound as you're describing the maintenance, everything like kind of like a dog cat. Mm-hmm. They really cat are. with a little added to it, you know, because from the personalities that you're describing and everything. What is the name of your newest member to have your family? So we've got Ollie. And Rosie, and there's Poppy, and then there's Figgy, and of course we have Lucy, our dog. And so that's all of the the newest Sphinx is Ziggy. Figgy. Figgy. 
Okay. And then one more, I have one more question. What sure. do the colors mean? Like some are gray, some are pink. Sure. Well, actually, so, and you were right. Rosie is considered pink, which just means if she had fur, she would be a white furred cat. So if you have a cat with white fur, and for some reason, if you had to take them to the vet and, you know, say have an operation done and they would shave them, their skin color would be pink. And now Ollie is considered blue and pink, which means if he had fur, his fur would almost look like a Russian blue, um, that dark grayish mm-hmm. blue, blue. There's also calico sphinx. <laughs> That's Lucy. <laughs> Here's somebody talking back there. What is the other type of sphinx? Calico? Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, it's just like, like a calico cat. There's calico sphinxes and they have this beautiful, just mm, amazing. Stunning colors. The colors of a calico, but no fur. There's also black sphinx cats where they're like, they're not really black, but they're this really, really dirt gray. And then if they had fur, they'd be all black. Right. So pretty much any fur color that you see a cat with can be a sphinx. You have to say all cats look the same underneath. You know, I mean, they're, they're really they, all the same. All the cats in the world are basically sphinxes just wearing coats. And so I think just at the end of the day, you know, having people maybe take a second before they judge and say these just terrible things that, you know, just to take a second and think, okay, well, wait a minute, all cats look like this underneath. So it's essentially just a cat without its coat on. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) Because people should think before they judge. And hopefully this educates people out there that didn't think before and they'll think before they type before they write open their mouth and and say these nasty things. So where can people see pictures of Rosie? What is your Instagram? So the Instagram is at this is Rosie Kitty. And for right now, it's mainly Instagram. AJ had started a TikTok, but you know, just busy with school and things. We haven't been able to keep up with it. But hopefully, you know, throughout the quarantine and things, kind of hopefully as time goes on, we'd like to maybe start a YouTube video channel just so people can see the kitties and get to see a little bit more of them. But it's, it's been, it's just been such an honor. And as weird and cheesy as this sounds, I really do think that the pets choose their humans. And I'm always telling Rosie every single day how thankful that I am that she chose me. So (laughs) no, that's so wonderful. And that's so true. I absolutely agree with you. And I think our pets just bring so much to our life. Yeah, they really do. They bring happiness and joy and companionship. And they just makes you feel like so happy when you're around your pet that you love very much. Well, I want to say, AJ, we're getting near the end here, but I want to say I'm very impressed with how you went about telling your mom you want a Sphinx cat, and this is why. And your Instagram site is amazing. There are so many photos and and short videos. It's really great. I mean, there's just a lot of information, and I love the pictures. I can never get tired of them. I think I look through, I don't know how many have there, but many, many, many. And just looking at the pictures makes me feel better. I can't even imagine being with them, your cat. So you really are. Life-changing and amazing. And thank you for saying that. Thank you. That's so awesome to hear that there's people out there. And, you know, that's honestly, like, that's why 
there are so many times and you can ask AJ where I'm just like, all these the negative comments just make me want to stop because it affects me so much. You know, they're talking about my baby (laughs) and that hurts. That really hurts, you know, but she says, mom, you know, but think about literally just think about the people that Rosie puts a smile on their face. And I'm like, I know, I know you're right. But <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to see that sometimes. Unique is beautiful. They're unique cats. They're very different. There's, I think there's a couple of other hairless breeds, but I don't know what they are. I can't think of them. They're very, the Sphinx breed, I think of hairless cats is the largest and there's, they're unique other ways too with, you know, with their other features. So, right. I mean, Especially today's world, I think unique is beautiful. There's so many different types of people. Mm -hmm. Why not different types of pets? And it's just sad that there's some people that are so narrow minded. Yes. Don't only come. There should be a t-shirt. Cats don't only come with fur. That's right. (laughs) That's so true. It's, it's like, it's really, you really think about it. They're all hairless underneath. They just are wearing coats that, and that shouldn't. It shouldn't change anything, you know, and it, and I think what I put in my response to that one comment was, you know, just because you may have a pet that falls in the normal spectrum, just like people, you know, what really gives you the right, you know, that doesn't give you the right just because you may look different from somebody else to start or your pet looks more, you know, quote unquote, normal to have this judgment against other people's pets or other people, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just sad. Well, hopefully. Everyone listening to our show today will learn something and some of the people that I don't know if I have listeners that would make a comment like that. I don't think so. But hopefully, you know, everybody listening can share with other people and so forth. And it just makes people more knowledgeable about the um, amazing world of Sphinx cats. We hope so. Everybody, the Instagram is at this is Rosie Kitty. I want to thank Sarah and AJ for coming on Catitude and telling us about your family of Sphinx cats. Thank you guys so much. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for having us. Wow, that was a really fabulous show. So I hope everyone you learned a little bit more about Sphinx cats. And I want to thank AJ and Sarah for coming on Catitude and telling us about Rosie, Kitty and Ollie and Figgy and Poppy. And thanks to my producer, Mark Winter for making me and my guests sound amazing. And everyone, I hope you had learned a lot about Sphinx cats and please share so we can educate people and so they understand the beauty behind this unusual, unique looking cat. And remember, lose the attitude. Have catitude. See you next time. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.